Good morning, good morning. Let me know if it's working today, team. Oh, there we go. We've got Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Thank you for my little present. <laughs> That's wonderful. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Good morning to you guys. Good morning. Nicole, Alison, Michelle. Uh, had a little bit of a technical issue yesterday. My internet disappeared. And uh, for the life of me, I couldn't work it out. And then I tried to do the 5G, 4G hotspotting here, and that didn't work either. So had a bit of a uh, technical glitch issue yesterday. So take two. Take two on this, this morning's or yesterday morning's Wealth Coffee Chat. Welcome to Wealth Coffee Chat, gang. Bunch of people on uh, right now. So good morning. There's Graham and Bob. Uh, Balinda, great to see a few of you jumping on. Pratesh is there also. Fantastic. Anyway, I'll do the quick intros, the kickoffs, whatever that might be. Uh, a few of you guys already know me. If you don't, if you're new, give us a shout out in the chat. Say hello. Jason Witten is my name. And um, each morning, around about 8.05, we get together. And <laughs> thanks, Pratesh. My daughter bought me this. Um, there you go. There you go. My daughter bought me that cup. For those who are new, say good day in the chat. And uh, uh, we've been getting together with uh, those in mentoring for quite a while now. Uh, each morning, each Monday to Friday, unless I've got some technical issues, we get a chance to catch up and have a bit of a wealth coffee chat about property investing, about going the distance. Uh, we've got a couple of sayings around here. This thing's a marathon, not a sprint. Uh, buy well, never sell. Um, it's going to take time to create the portfolio that you desire to create the wealth and the returns and the income that you want. So, um, you know, as a, as a property investor, it's great to run with people who are going in the same direction to give you some encouragement, to keep you supported, to keep you in the game. So, uh, Welcome to Wealth Coffee Chats. Uh, if you haven't already, make, your, make sure you subscribe by I don't know, notifications in Facebook or YouTube uh, or even the podcast. Uh, you can grab the podcast on Spotify and iTunes, etc., etc. So good to see all you guys there. If you're new, like I said, give us a little shout out in the chat and tell us where you're from. And uh, away you go. So, uh, dog laws, hey, updated in the uh, rental world. Yes, it's an interesting little thing. But at the end of the day, I think um, uh, if you get it right, Alison, uh, there can be some uh, upside to that, which means you can put your rent up a little bit if you, uh, if you need to cover those sorts of things. So, uh, yeah, it's always an interesting balancing act, this uh, world of being a landlord and... Uh, trying to attract the right tenants. But today I wanted to talk about what that uh, might sort of dovetails in there, the idea of returns, uh, calculating returns, understanding returns on an investment. Uh, often I, uh, I see a lot of people confused uh, about what uh, a return is. And, um, you know, in the world of uh, money and finance and financial planning, there's a number of ways that uh, professionals use to communicate returns, uh, and it's misleading. Uh, it's it's a, well, 
it might be misrepresented in the way that we need to understand things. So I wanted to uh, be uh, take you guys through a conversation today about the idea of returns and uh, also as we are, as all of us are on the call are, we're property-centric return people. We want to um, understand how to uh, appreciate the property calculation, those returns. So good morning, Margaret. Good to see you uh, on today also. And um, let's have a bit of a look at what returns mean uh, when it comes to us as property investors. When we are looking at returns, many people think that returns are only to do with the rental income. And that's only part of what happens, what we get as property investors as a, uh, a reward for owning an asset. Now, you guys have seen me do this before. I think, um, you know, the other day at mentoring, you, you guys might have seen this one, you know, you know, residential real estate, um, you know, residential real estate. We've got commercial real estate. You know, you've got um, uh, the share market, call it stocks, um, you know, um, shares. And you've got, you know, joint ventures and other sort of deals that you can do. And we talked about the regularity of these returns. So the income you get from these, these investments, right? So chuck it in the chat if you remember the conversation from mentoring the other night. But residential real estate, um, you know, residential real estate pays you, you know, weekly. Okay, it's the most reliable income on the planet. You know, commercial real estate usually pays you monthly. Okay, I'm not a big fan of most uh, passive income uh, portfolio builders having commercial real estate. I think there's too much risk for most beginner, um, medium-sized investors. If your portfolio is below three million, you're going to three million or four million. There's no need for you to have commercial real estate. Stocks uh, and uh, uh, stocks and shares. You know, you're going to get paid. You know, maybe quarterly uh, at best for stocks and shares, and joint venture deals or bigger deals, you, you might get paid um, on the yearly, okay? Now, as you go around this way, the, um, the certainty of getting paid 95%, you know, 80%, 70%, you know, 50%, that's the certainty of get receiving that income, okay? So uh, I've done a few other videos on that one before, but I just wanted to maybe just show that to give our uh, our conversation about returns a little bit more meat on the bone today so we can have a think about what this looks like. And a gross return. You hear people talk about a gross return and uh, let's talk about the rent. So the rent that comes in and uh, you might hear the regular gross rental return of a residential property being 5% or 4%, okay? Now, how does that get calculated? It's pretty straightforward for anyone sitting there going, oh, how does that work? You know, if you have a property that you pay 500K for um, and it rents for, you know, $500 a week, okay, the calculation or the process uh, you do is you go, all right, well, $500, 500 times by 52, 
or the weeks of the year that you want. So you go times by 52 uh, equals $26,000 a year, okay? 26,000. So you go 26,000 divided by 500K, um, and that gives you a, a percentage, or the other way around, sorry. 500K divided by 26,000 equals a percentage, okay? So you get a return based on the ratio of rent, income, compared to the price of the property that you pay. Okay, that's basic, um, simple math. You guys can get those numbers off of the spreadsheet that we've given you before, okay? So just laying a little bit of the foundation here for our chat today. So 5%, and then we end up with a net return, a net return. So stick with me this morning on this stuff because it's a little bit gritty, but I want to uh, explain something so we're not misled or misunderstand the value of what we get when we invest. Um, you know, we might be getting a 5% rental return, uh, a 5%, maybe a dividend of 5%. Morning, Stephen. And then we might end up with 3.5% uh, over here as a net return after expenses, okay? And, uh, you know, those expenses, you know, the rates and then and the insurance, you know, and uh, the agent's fees and all sorts of stuff, okay? Uh, and now we've got a, a net return. Now, we're not talking about cash flow. We're not talking about money in your pocket just yet. Uh, we're talking about a, a percentage-based uh, assessment of something that you own, right? Now, a dividend uh, is calculated in very similar ways, but the dividend often has less expenses on the way through um, and, you know, the gross return um, and the net return usually has some sort of what's called a franking credit, franking credit involved in here somehow, okay? Now, this is where things get a bit complicated because it's very difficult to uh, directly say, oh, property is better or worse than shares or shares is better than worse than property because they're not, uh, they're not the same. You guys would know this. Um, and uh, this is what can mislead to a bit of misunderstanding when it comes to analysing our returns on what we own. So if you own a property and you go, right, I get a 5% rental yield, I take out my expenses and I end up with a 3.5% net. In here, this is where you calculate your cash flow, but you minus, you minus your interest after your expenses. So you might be paying, you know, 3% uh, mortgage and then you might end up with whatever the cash flow is after that calculation, okay? Now that's where leverage comes into play. You know, how much deposit did you put in there? Did you borrow at 100%? Did you borrow at 90% or 80% or 70%? Those things are different. So a cash flow return is different to the percentage return, the gross and net return. Now, hopefully you guys are following along with this because it is complicated, all right? And that's why we give you, you know, our cash flow calculator spreadsheet along the way. 
Now, someone can own a property and it can be negative cash flow and they're still very happy with that property because of the returns that they're receiving and also these next bits. Now, for most of us, we, we don't want negative cash flow property because it takes money out of our pocket and we can't own more, okay? Um, but then as we analyze what it looks like, we need to understand what is, it, is the return that we need or we're aiming for, for as investors, okay? So let's keep going along with the property one. We got a 5% rental yield. We minus our expenses. We end up with a 3.5% net. We then go ahead and minus our interest against what um, uh, what our uh, leftover cash flow is, and we end up with a cash flow calculation. Then what happens in uh, analyzing our returns, these are the hard numbers. We know we can get a really good calculation, and these ones become soft and squishy numbers, um, not real numbers, uh, on paper numbers uh, when it comes to owning certainly real estate, okay? So growth, you know, let's say there was 5% growth for that year, okay? Um, as we go along, and then we go, right, a total, how do you total the growth of real estate? Uh, your, your total return, and it's quite hard to sort of analyze. What Do you do the, the gross return? Do you do the, the net return? Do you do the return after your cash flow? Good questions, okay, um, as we look at it. So what I like to do is all of these things in here, which is your expenses and your net returns and those things, they are uh, adjustable depending on who you are, depending on your circumstance, depending on, on what type of borrowing and lending you get. These ones are the personalized issues. So for me, what I like to do is I like to say, that stuff is fluid and flexible. I want to analyze my returns based on, all right, the gross return is 5%. You know, I got a, uh, uh, I got a 5% return um, uh, across the, the marketplace and my total return potentially would be 10% for the year maybe, okay? Now, that, yeah, it's book entries, exactly, Michelle. So we're, we're looking at that, right? So you're saying, oh, a 10% return, is that good? Yes, it's great. You know, a 10% return compounding over 20 years is significant. It's fantastic, okay? And you can analyze the share market in a similar way, okay? You've got a, a dividend, hopefully. You know, maybe you've got a, uh, maybe you've got a, um, a market growth, and then, you know, you've got a 10% return, okay? So when we get over to the end of this thing, one of the things about real estate that's uh, excellent is we have a little uh, kicker at the end when we can have some extra tax deductions and add back, okay? So along the way, you know, this is the return, you get 10%, okay? That's it, the share market, you've got no depreciation, you've got no tax offsets, um, you know, away you go. Uh, with real estate, though, we have um, often, um, it works out for most people, PAYG, we kind of get this 1% add back in our returns. So, you know, 10%, we add another 
percent back into our real cash flow, like it back into our pocket because we get to offset some tax and we get a little bit of an uplift at the end. Now, uh, there might have been a hard one to sort of work with today, but I wanted to just um, lay out this kind of process for all of us as property investors when we're analyzing deals and we're analyzing returns and, and think and so on, we need to sort of um, have a look at the high level conversation, the gross rent, some growth, our total return, add some tax back because you are being efficient in that space and that's great, okay? Now, the challenge sometimes will be things like maybe the year you get you know, a minus 5%, okay? Growth. Maybe that's what happens. Um, and you've got to make sure that you don't over um, react in that way. Is that normal? Is that abnormal? That's totally normal when it comes to this sort of stuff, okay? So um, hopefully that makes sense. Maybe it doesn't make sense. Let me know in the chat if it made sense today, this conversation, or opened up more questions in your mind when we go, what are our returns? What makes sense to have a look at as we calculate real estate ownership and other pieces of investment? And what can we rely on into the future? Um, um, <laughs> thanks, Pratesh. Yeah, it does take some time. It does. You, you, and you're right, because it takes some time to get our heads around these things because um, <laughs> clear as mud. <laughs> Because uh, it's not something we're taught at school. Uh, it's not something that's kind of um, we're taught in the, in the normal uh, go of things. And there can be some misrepresentation. Uh, and we say, right, you know, you might go see a financial planner. This is a classic misrepresentation of reality versus theory, right? You go, oh, you know, if you buy shares, your total return will be you know, 12% or something like that. Now, you know, the return is based on buying and selling shares. You know, there's a fund that buys and sells shares, so it creates a return. With real estate, we're not, we're not buying and selling with our portfolio, okay? There's no locking in a profit when the share price goes, the property price goes up. You don't lock, uh, lock a profit in so you can put it on the balance sheet um, in comparison to what, uh, let's say, a fund manager does with shares. And so trying to compare the two is flawed because our property portfolio is owning forever and a share portfolio is literally buying and selling shares almost every day. So the behavior of the asset is completely different and so too, the returns can't be um, uh, are compared apples for apples because it's not the same behavior. It's not the same ownership. Um, one's trading and one is owning. Yep, not trading. Yep, exactly. Exactly, Michelle. Uh, well, there you go. Um, hopefully, anyway, if it didn't make a lot of sense and it was a bit kind of, what the, Jason, um, then that's great because then we need to sort of, as we go, um, and own things into the future, we need to sort of rationalize and understand the returns for us as investors, uh, what's working for us and what's not working for us, etc. Anyway, there you go. 
I was going to try and make it as clear. Uh, all clear, says Graham. <laughs> Fantastic. I was trying to make that clear, but uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully it stimulated some something for all of us to chat about. Anyway, that's it. Wealth Coffee Chat done. The technology's back on track, um, and uh, we'll be uh, back at it tomorrow. Um, we'll be back at it tomorrow. A shout out for everybody tomorrow afternoon. Andy Fenton and I are going to circle round at Wealth, Wine and Wisdom for our um, catch-up after uh, mentoring. Andy come and presented at mentoring, so make sure you get on that one um, as well. Hey, Rosita, good to see you. And, um, and uh, yeah, there'll be a lot of questions uh, answered at uh, Wealth, Wine and Wisdom tomorrow. Anyway, Wealth Coffee Chat done and dusted. You guys, uh, you guys take care. Be safe wherever you are. And until tomorrow, around about the same time, 8.05, 8.05 to 8.10. That's it done for another Wealth Coffee Chat. See you, team.